A couple years ago, uh, my wife, Rochelle, and I went on an early 10-year anniversary trip to Hawaii uh, just before the pandemic hit. We got that in in February of 2020, which is great. We never knew what was coming um, afterwards. And while we were there in Hawaii, we stayed with a cousin of mine who uh, lives on the island of Kauai. Um, and, and this cousin, he told us that he wanted uh, to take us on a special early morning hike down to a particular spot on a beach uh, that he knew before the sun rose. He wanted us to see the sun rise. Um, and it was early and it was dark, and, but, but we decided, let's give it a try, right? Why not? So we got up early. We drove to the beginning of this trail that goes down to the beach, and, and uh, we couldn't see where we were going. So we had these flashlights that could kind of help us see where we were going along this path. We walked for quite a while, saw some big uh, turtles on, on the beach that were, that were sleeping there before the sun rose as well. Um, but all we could see really was the ground in front of us. And finally, we got to the, the spot on the beach, and we sat and waited for the sun to rise. And while we were sitting there in the dark, you know, we could kind of hear the, the waves rolling in, um, wondering, when, when is it going to start getting light? And then we began to see the, the beginning of a glow just on the horizon. And slowly, the sky began to get a little bit lighter, and we could start to see the water in front of us. But there was no sun yet. And as the sky lightened, I could see a deeper red uh, glow at one point on the horizon. knew that's where the sunrise was going to happen. And, and the colors in the sky began to grow more vibrant until you finally saw the, the first glimpse of that, the sun peeking out over the water. And then a bright, piercing ray of sunlight shone across, told us that, that the sunrise was beginning. And I watched as this bright sphere of light slowly inched its way up, causing just the changes to the colors in the sky and on the water. And finally, the sun was above the horizon, bringing this brightness that grew more and more as it rose into the sky. And I have to say, that was by far the most beautiful sunrise I have ever seen. Here's one of the many photos that I, I took of, of that, that sunrise that morning. And of course... You cannot capture the beauty in a, in a photograph here, right? But there's a little glimpse of, of what we saw that morning. It was this powerful, um, beautiful experience for me, just watching the light of the sun break into the darkness of the night that we had experienced as we walked down to the beach. Well, today is Christmas Day, the day that the church worldwide remembers and celebrates something similar to what we saw that morning in Hawaii. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, as we just heard read from Luke 2, it was the beginning of the sunrise of God bringing his light into the darkness of our world. And my sermon title today is Light into Darkness. And our text that, we're, that I'm going to read for us this morning is from the Gospel of John. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, where we don't hear about shepherds and angels or magi, but we hear about the light who has come into the darkness, the word made flesh. We're going to hear about what was going on as this baby was born in Bethlehem. So John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, which is on page 750 in the Pew Bibles, if you'd like to follow along there. So John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. 
Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for this good news of the word become flesh, the light in the darkness. Lord, we pray that you even today would shine your light into our hearts, shine uh, and, and teach us and, and help us to grasp even more fully what you did when you came, Jesus, and what you've done as you have come into our world and come to us and want to come even in, to, to live within us, Lord, too. And so uh, speak to us now, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at this passage and how John describes light coming into the darkness, um, I want to just kind of look first at, at the darkness um, and then we're going to look at the light. Um, what is this darkness that, that John's talking about? And then, and then, and then the light. So first, the darkness. Um, John begins uh, his gospel, he begins this passage with the words, in the beginning. And this is clearly a reference back to the very first book of the Bible, Genesis, which begins in the beginning, right? There we read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But what was it like in the very beginning? Well, the next verse, Genesis 1 verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There was darkness in the beginning. But then God speaks and says, Let there be light. The very first thing that God says, the very first spoke, words spoken of God in the Bible are God speaking light into darkness. God then creates order and beauty in this universe. And, and then he creates humans who he desires to have the special relationship with. He creates them in his own image to live with him in the light. And everything is good. Everything is full of light but then those humans decide they would rather do things their own way. And they reject God. And then they hide from God. They choose darkness over God's light. And with this act, there is a spiritual darkness that enters the human race. The Bible calls it sin. 
And ever since that moment, we humans, whom God created to live with him in the light, are instead trapped in darkness, in the darkness of our sin, the darkness of selfishness separated from him. This coming Sunday, next, next Sunday, we bid farewell. Well, actually, this Saturday, sorry. We bid farewell to uh, another year. And as we look back on, on this past year of 2022, we see that the darkness that started in the Garden of Eden is still very much present in our world today. Russia invaded Ukraine in February, which has led to tens of thousands of deaths and millions of people displaced and an ongoing war with no end in sight. In May, we saw a mass shooting in a school in Uvalde, Texas, where 19 students and two teachers were killed and 17 others were wounded. And, and these realities of, of war and violence and conflict, they're, they're one element of the darkness that we see in our world. They're, they're a constant presence. Every year, we see more and more of it. We also see this the same darkness expressed in, in other ways. Merriam-Webster's word of the year for this past year, 2022, was gaslighting, which uh, they define as the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. Man, we see that happening all over the place, right? People wanting to mislead people for their own advantage, another expression of darkness in our world. If you spend any time on the internet or social media, you see a lot of darkness that's there. Um, there's a movie that, that my kids uh, have enjoyed, uh, the movie Ralph Breaks the Internet, um, where uh, there's a scene where the main character, Wreck-It Ralph, makes this video that, that goes viral. You know, it's got tons of views and likes, and he's excited about how much, pop, you know, the, this video, how much it, it's, it's getting, how popular it is. And, and sort of he, in, in the movie, he's sort of living in this physical internet, like he's kind of walking around within the internet. And he wanders into this one room that's labeled comments. And as he walks into this room, he begins to see all of these comments that people are writing about his video. And, and he starts off by reading a couple that are kind of nice, but the vast majority are just negative and mean and even hateful. And as he's reading comment after comment, he, you can just see the hurt kind of grow in his eyes as he sees this, this, this darkness, this, this, this harshness that exists that he's feeling. And, and this other character comes into the room to find him, and she sees him reading the comments, and she says to Ralph, oh man, Ralph, the first rule of the internet, don't read the comments. I should have told you that. The darkness of, of human nature is, is pretty clearly on display in the comments section of many parts of the internet and social media. But, you know, when we talk about the darkness in our world, it can sometimes be easy to, to point the finger at others. You know, it's, it's those people who are evil, those people who are hateful, those people who are posting these horrible comments. And, and we start to also think often about the people who've wronged me, right? The people who've done evil to me. But the reality is that the same darkness that we see in war and mass shootings and even in the comments section on the internet, it's the same darkness that infects you and me and every human being who has lived and whoever will live. The darkness that had its beginning in the Garden of Eden, it takes many different forms. Some are visible, some are hidden. 
But at its core, what this darkness really all boils down to is the very first sin, the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the garden, which was putting my will above God's will. Putting my will above God's will. Putting myself in the place of God, calling the shots in my own life rather than submitting to God's will at every moment. And there are a million little ways that we do this. Snapping at someone in anger and frustration instead of being patient and compassionate. Telling a small lie when we're asked an uncomfortable question and we don't really want to tell the truth. Ignoring that person that, that we, we feel like maybe we should go and reach out to and talk to, but we, we just don't want to. Nurturing and hiding that, that secret sin that, that no one else knows about. God tells us what his will is in the Bible. And I think for most of us, we really recognize, we know deep inside what God wants us to do in particular situations. But so often, what do we do? We say no to God's will. And instead, we choose our own will. And so we are trapped in this darkness. And we actually fear the light. We fear our secret sins and selfish desires and hurtful words being exposed and made public. And just like Adam and Eve in the garden, we hide from God, choosing darkness over the light. But God loves us too much to leave us in the darkness. He wants us to experience what he always intended from the very beginning, living a life in the light where we are in perfect relationship with him, living our lives according to his will, experiencing the freedom and joy that comes in walking in the light. And so that brings us to our text from John 1, where we are introduced to the light. Ever since the Garden of Eden, God was guiding things forward to the moment when he would finally shine his light into the darkness of our world, to open the door for us to once again live in his light. And God had promised this all throughout the Old Testament. We've looked at that even over these, these last few weeks and in, in some of the prophecies in Isaiah. And, and we heard another one this morning from, from, as Stephanie read, from Isaiah 60, where we heard about God's promise of sending his light into the darkness. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the people walking in darkness have seen a great light the people of Israel were waiting for that light to shine fully in the darkness. And then finally, God kept his promise. In, in John 1, 9, in our, in our uh, sermon text, we read, The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. God was finally sending his light, the true light, into our darkness. But how did God do that? Well, before John starts talking about the light, he first talks about the word. And he says that, the, that this word was in the beginning with God and that all things were made through this word. And we, we see that actually again way back in Genesis 1 when how does God create? He creates by speaking the word. He speaks. He does it through the word. But John speaks about the word as a person. He says he was with God in the beginning. 
And John does the same thing when he starts talking about the light. And in verse 10, referring to the true light, John says he was in the world. And through the wor- and, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He was in the world, this light. So this world was made through the light as well. And, and so the word and the light, they're talking about the same person. And this person, John says, was, was with God in the beginning. Everything was made through him. But then we get these two statements about this word, this light, which are just mind-blowing. In verse 1, John says, not only was the word with God, but he says, the word was God. So this person who's identified as the word and the light who was with God in the beginning, we now found out actually was God as well. Here we get the, 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 a glimpse of the Christian understanding of God as the Trinity. He is three and one. One God in three persons. On the one hand, there's this distinction between God and the word. The word was with God. And yet also there's the statement that the word was God. He is God. Distinct and yet one. Three and one. Mind-blowing. But then we get something even more amazing. In verse 14, we read, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This word, this light, the one who was in the beginning through whom everything was made, he became flesh and dwelt among us. The one who is identified as God became human. The light Enter the darkness in human skin as a baby born in Bethlehem, lying in a manger on an animal's feeding trough. Again, mind-blowing. The late radio broadcaster Paul Harvey uh, told a story that gives a glimpse into why God chose to do this. There was a man who, who didn't believe all this God-becoming man stuff that we hear at Christmas. And so he told his wife that he wanted to stay home this year while she took the kids to the Christmas Eve service at church. And, and after they left, it, it started to snow. This man was reading a newspaper when, when suddenly he heard this large thud against his large landscape window. And then he heard another thud and another And he thought, oh, maybe there's some kids out back who are throwing snowballs at at his window. And so he went outside to investigate, but he didn't find any snowballs. Instead, he found a flock of birds huddled in the snow right below his window. They'd been caught in the storm. And in a desperate attempt for shelter, they had tried to fly through his window, but had thudded against it and landed up on the snow. And and, And this man, he felt sorry for the birds and and he wanted to help them. So he went over to his barn and he, and he opened the doors and he turned on the lights in the barn and hoping that maybe that the birds would, would find their way over there, that they would enter this warm shelter, but they didn't come in. And so he went and got some breadcrumbs and, and made a trail from the birds to the barn, hoping that maybe they would follow the trail and, and kind of entice them into the barn. But they ignored the crumbs and they just continued to flap around in the snow. And he tried catching them and and shooing them into the barn, but that just scattered them around in in every direction. And it was then that he realized that that they were afraid of him. To the birds, he must seem like this strange, terrifying creature, right, that they don't want to be around. And he thought to himself, 
if only I could find some way to let them know they can trust me, that I'm not trying to hurt them, but I'm trying to help them. And then it came to him, if only I could be a bird, if I could come and and be among them and, and speak their language, and then I could tell them not to be afraid. I could show them the way to, to safety and warmth, and, but I would have to be one of them so they could see and hear and understand. And at that moment, church bells began to ring, playing the Christmas hymn, O Come All Ye Faithful, sending out the message of Christmas that God has become one of us in order to show us the way, in order to save us. And in that moment, as, as it dawned on him that exactly what he was hoping to do with the birds, that is exactly what God had done for us. He fell to his knees in the snow. The only way for God to bring us out of our darkness and back into his light, like, like that man wanted to lead the birds from the cold into the warmth of the barn, was for God to become one of us to bring his perfect light into our world, to the dark worlds in a way that we could understand it and, and receive it. But here's the thing. God went way beyond just coming into the world to, to, to tell us or, or show us the way, you know, kind of say, hey, over here, guys, this is the way to get to warmth. No, no, he actually came to be the way, to actually accomplish the way. You see, the only way for the light to defeat the darkness for God to bring us out of our darkness and back to his light was for him to actually take our darkness upon himself in our place as one of us to do it in our place. The word who became flesh was none other than Jesus, the birth who we celebrate today. But that baby lying in a manger, he grew up to be a man hanging on a cross. And on the cross, Jesus, the, the true light, he took all of our darkness upon himself. And as he died, darkness covered the land, and, and it looked like the light had been snuffed out in that moment. In fact, Jesus was snuffed out so that we wouldn't be. But then, on Easter morning, light burst forth from the dark tomb as Jesus rose from the dead. And as John 1, 5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness couldn't hold him. Jesus conquered the darkness of our sin and selfishness so that we can be freed from it. And near the very end of our passage, we get a glimpse of how it is that we we who are living in darkness, we who we talked about, right? There's, there's that darkness in our own hearts. And, and how in the world can we be brought into this light? Well, John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That we can become children of God. People who are brought near to God in his presence, into his light, and not be destroyed in our darkness, but be brought into his light. Well, how? By simply receiving him and believing in his name. 
We trust that he's defeated the darkness for us, that he's paid for our sin in full, that the darkness is gone. He's taken it all. He's paid for it in full and he's opened the door of life to us. And when we do that, when we receive him, when we believe on his name, we can be forgiven for all the darkness in our hearts, all the dark deeds that we have done. Jesus has paid for them in full and God shines his gracious light upon us freeing us also from our bondage to the darkness. He's freed us from the power of that sin and darkness. And the light of the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and, and actually lives within us and begins to transform our hearts from the inside out to live as children of light. And so a question for you, which, which is the same question I asked last Sunday, is have you received him? Have you believed in his name? You can become a child of God, even today. You can step out of your spiritual darkness and, and into his light. And, and if you've never done that before, I, I want to invite you to do that, just to, to simply receive this gift that Jesus has offered you, to believe in his name. And if you find yourself wanting that, if you find yourself actually beginning to believe this, man, I would love to talk with you after the service more about that. And maybe you have received him. Maybe you have believed in his name. But maybe today you're feeling still kind of trapped in that darkness. Because, you know, even after we've been freed from the darkness, we all have this tendency to go back to it. To go back into the darkness. And we're now children of God. We're now children of light. And yet so often we want to live in the darkness. And if that's you... I encourage you to just invite Jesus to shine his light into your darkness again today. And open up those dark secret places to him, to, to, to Christ's light to shine in. He doesn't want to shine in to condemn. He wants to shine in to forgive, and to cleanse you, and to remind you that he's paid for all that darkness in your place. And so let his forgiveness cast out the darkness of guilt and shame. There's no more need for that. And invite him also to transform your dark, sinful, selfish heart into a heart full of light. You know, Jesus' birth was, was kind of like that, that first, that, that, that sunrise I was talking about. The beginning of my message, that, that first glow of light at, at the beginning of a sunrise. It, it's no longer completely dark. Right? He shines, he comes into the, into the world and and you know that, that the light of the sun is eventually, it's eventually going to rise all the way up and completely overcast. No, there's going to be no more darkness. Jesus' death and resurrection, it, it sealed the ultimate defeat of the darkness. It, it opened the door for us to experience Christ's life and light now. But again, we, we still live in a world that is full of darkness. Our own hearts will continue to bend toward that darkness for as long as we live, but we know that one day, that sunrise is going to shine all the way. One day, the sun will finally be overhead with no more darkness, no shadows, and we will live in Christ's light forever and ever. And until that day, may we rest in the fact that the light has come into our darkness and say along with John, we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Father, for sending your Son into our darkness 
sending the word to become flesh and dwell among us. Jesus, we thank you for entering our darkness and and being that light who shined in the midst of it, for taking our darkness on on yourself on the cross, and then for rising to new life, to shine that light in the resurrection, to give us the confirmation that, that, that one day there will be no more darkness. And so, Lord, in the midst of this world that, where there is much darkness around us and we even see the darkness in our own hearts, we pray that you would again shine your light upon us today. Shine your light of forgiveness, your light of grace. Lord, if there's anyone who's feeling just trapped in the midst of the darkness, feeling guilt and shame, Lord, I pray that your word today would free. Give those words of freedom that you have paid for all of our darkness, all of our sin on the cross in, in our place and that your light shines, Lord, to, to free us from the darkness, that we would step into the light. And Lord, we pray that you, your light would shine more and more in our hearts, Lord, casting out darkness, and that we as your people would shine as lights in this dark world, where there is so much darkness around us, Lord, that you would shine through us to point to you, the true light who has come into the world, the light of the world, the light who will one day shine over everything where there will be no more darkness. We wait for that day, Lord, with great expectation and hope. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.